Join us now for Education Matters, a weekly look at the real people and real stories in education across North Carolina. Welcome to Education Matters, presented by the Public School Forum of North Carolina. I'm Keith Poston. Jim Hunt has been called the original education governor, not just in North Carolina, but nationally. Governors from across the country took notice when Jim Hunt made education not just a top priority for the state, but a key part of our brand for decades. He's joining us today for the full show to discuss why and how he made education a priority and what he sees as the challenges and opportunities to bring people together on behalf of North Carolina's children. Before we tackle our main topic, we open with our headlines, a quick scan of education headlines across North Carolina and the U.S. PTA groups across the state are ramping up efforts to educate parents about what they see as the negative consequences of the General Assembly's K-3 class size mandate. They say the mandate is already creating issues this year and there'll be more disruption next year when districts struggle to find enough space and teachers without sacrificing art, music, and PE classes or ballooning class sizes and dropping subjects in grades four through 12. Eric Hall, superintendent of the Innovative School District, told the state board he'll choose between two charter management companies to take over Southside Ashpole Elementary in Robinson County. Now, only two companies formally applied, the Romine Group and Achievement for All Children. Now, Achievement for All Children is a new company with strong ties to the General Assembly. It was formed in February with the backing of Oregon's mega GOP donor, John Bryan, its partners include Tony Helton, the CEO of Team CFA, which is a charter network that John Bryan founded. Other partners are former state representative Rob Bryan, a Republican from Charlotte who actually wrote the bill that created the ISD, and Daryl Allison, who heads the state's top private school voucher lobbying group, Parents for Educational Freedom. State Superintendent Mark Johnson unveiled a new online school report card last week. The site was designed to make it easier for parents to look up information on individual North Carolina public schools and school districts. The site includes information on career and technical education courses at each school, plus some new student readiness indicators. Finally, the North Carolina Supreme Court announced on Friday it will take up the state board lawsuit against Superintendent Johnson and the North Carolina General Assembly. The suit is over the law passed one year ago, shifting much of the authority over public schools from the state board to Johnson. No timetable has been set for their hearings. Remember, you can visit the Public School Forum's website at ncforum.org, click Education Matters, and read more about each of these headlines, as well as other topics we cover each week. He served four historic terms as governor of North Carolina, and we are proud to welcome him to Education Matters. Governor Jim Hunt, thanks for being on the show. I am delighted to be here, and having this show all across North Carolina is one of the best things that happened to North Carolina in a long time, and you're doing a great job, and keep it up. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I want to. I mentioned it when I opened that um, the education governor. Obviously, you've been they've, you've been referred to that for a long time. Why did you make an education such an integral part of your platform and really your policy agenda as governor? Keith, education is the key to the future. I grew up in a little rural community about 50 miles east of Raleigh, uh, mostly poor people, uh, both races. We didn't have Hispanics at that time. My mother was an English teacher. I saw what education can do for people, and I saw it as an opportunity for everybody to have an equal chance in life, 
And then when I went to NC State and then on to law school at Carolina and went into politics and got elected, I, f I found out that business people who are going to invest and create jobs and opportunities for our people are looking for educated employees. That's what they're looking for. Right. So if we want to have a great future and have good jobs and our children to stay around, by George, we have to have great schools. And I mean really good ones and not just some that will get us along. Right. Now, obviously partisanship and politics are nothing new. You, you were pretty good at politics uh, in, in, in your day, but it does seem like you were able to get folks to, uh, to coalesce around investing in education. I mean, it was, you made it a priority, but you brought people along with you. I mean, how did you do that? Well, you have to find people who are motivated by the right things. Are they thinking about those children? Are they thinking about their future? Or are they just responding to somebody from the right or the left wing who wants to come in here and, and push their outside objectives? I always believed in working for the people and working with the people. And, and I found people I could work with. For example, we had a great Republican governor named Jim Holzhauser. He was elected uh, the year I was elected lieutenant governor. Well, he was, he had, you know, he was a moderate Republican, um, and I was a moderate Democrat. We worked together, and, we, and together we put kindergartens into North Carolina. Most people watching us don't realize we didn't always have them. We didn't. And we got them in there, and, and we worked together on that and many other things. Uh, but once in a while, you have to, you have to uh, just fight people. If they are not willing to put enough money into education, if they're not willing to support teachers and, and early childhood, the things that we know we have to have, you just go to the, to the mat and take them on and try to beat them. I did both ways. And early childhood was one of those uh, areas that you really went, I mean, you mentioned full day kindergarten. That was something that came about uh, with you as Lieutenant Governor, Governor Holzhauser. You, you kept pushing it out, teachers assistance, early childhood um, and smart start. Right. Why? Why, what did you, what did, like, what was clear to you about why that was important? Because there's a lot of research now. There wasn't as much research about the benefits in, in 1976. That's right. Now we have real proof, so much proof. They can literally take, the, take pictures of a child's brain and see what's happening in those earliest years. And we found out that by, by uh, the second year of life, or the third year of life, that Already big things are happening already, and we need to do the right things. We certainly knew it for kindergarten way back in those days. And uh, we must listen to the science. Uh, we must listen to teachers. We need to listen to parents and then do what it's, what it's going to take. But we now know that uh, if North Carolina is going to be successful with education and then with our economy and have good jobs and a great future, it's all about education. You got to start early, and you got to have great teachers. Speaking of teachers, um, raising teacher salary to the national average was that was a big um, push for you in your in your second go round um, in your last two terms. Was that the uh, was that the most important thing? Do you see that as maybe one of the your busy, biggest successes? You've got a lot of things you've done in education, but uh, where does that rank? Well, uh, that ranks very high. I, I, I would say. The first, I was the first two-term governor, you know, and then went out, you had to go out, came back later for two more terms. Uh, in those first years, we were, we were, 
We knew about kindergarten. We were putting that in place, and we phased that in, by the way. Couldn't do it all in one year. Right. Sometimes that's what you have to do with education. You can't do everybody the first year. You phase it in, take some of the counties, and then get the rest of them later on. So we were focusing on those early years then. And then we, we went along in, in years which we were trying to make sure we were getting, uh, uh, we were going to be competitive with all the other states and with all of the other countries. Listen, North Carolina isn't satisfied to just get along and be okay. We want to be excellent. Right. I always said I want to be number one in the nation. You know, and we got up to 10th at one time in many respects. Uh, so in those first few years, we were pushing early childhood education and uh, came back to that later on with Smart Start. Uh, but always, Keith, and I want to make this point to all of our folks uh, who are watching us, business has always been supportive of this. Right. We've got 100 counties in North Carolina. They all want jobs. Some big ones are going to be announced very soon in North Carolina. But they, when they come in and they want to, they're considering putting their plants in here, or bright people are considering to move to the Research Triangle or Charlotte or maybe some of our small towns, they want to make darn sure they've got a good educated workforce and that they're going to have good education for their children. Well, you mentioned that about business. Um, one of the biggest jobs for the governor, uh, Governor Cooper certainly knows this, uh, uh, Governor McCrory before him, is being the, the, the chief uh, sort of economic development uh, officer for the state. Right. You spent a lot of time doing that. Was education, was it, was it your top selling point or one of your top selling points for our state? No question about it. And I used to take, you know, one, two, three international trade missions around the world. We were recruiting from everywhere to come to North Carolina. And Governor Cooper's doing a great job of that now. Some big things are coming right, right away. Uh, but in every case, they wanted to know about the workforce. And uh, they wanted assurance that it was going to be good. And they wanted good early childhood for their employees' children, as well as uh, the kind of start that they need to have for a good education. So it's absolutely the most important thing to do. But you have to invest in it. You can't just say it, hope for it. You got to put your dollars into it, and North Carolina has the dollars to put into it. Well, we're, we're going to. I want to. We're going to talk about that in the second part about what we're doing today. But how important was the business community in helping you push these things forward? There were some. You had some friends in the executive suites of some big companies that that uh, yeah. got on board with you, right? I expect I was the closest governor to business leaders in North Carolina that maybe we've ever had, and it was because well, I liked them. I knew some of them. But, but I, they, they knew what I was about. In fact, when I came back from my last two terms, I went around asking the business people and some others what they thought about coming back. And the thing they touch, touched on every time was education. If you're really serious about that, if you're going to do that, we'll support you. And then when I'd have a press conference to announce, uh, you know, a new initiative, Smart Start or whatever, it was, the business leaders would be by my side. So it wasn't just the governor saying we ought to do it, it was them saying it, and then of course I always ran on it. Listen, when, when I had a campaign, I didn't just talk about different things, I didn't just run pretty ads, I ran ads about putting kindergarten in, putting in Smart Start, putting it, raising teacher pay to the national average. We got up to 20th, we went from 44th to 20th in my last two terms as governor. And that got us to the national average. Uh, 
And I ran all of my commercials, most all of them, about doing that. I said to the people, if you want to do this, want to raise teacher pay, have better teachers for your wow. children, uh, vote for me. And if you don't, vote for the other fellow. So it was good politics, too. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit about politics. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the state of things today and sort of where we're going as a state going forward. So when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Governor Hunt. Stick around. Welcome back to Education Matters and our continued conversation with Governor Jim Hunt. Now, Governor, you and I were just chatting a little bit at the break about uh, school funding, um, the Leandro decision. I'll, our viewers, we talk about that a lot on, um, on the show about adequate resources. Uh, that was 20 years ago. That was actually before, mm -hmm. in between your, one of your terms. And here we are. I think uh, most observers will say we're still not where we need to be in terms of adequate resources, uh, a great teacher in every classroom, a great mm -hmm. leader. Uh, what do we need to do? Keith, we are constitutionally required to have a good education for every child. That's in the Constitution. The Supreme Court has held that. And it's the state's responsibility to see it's none. It's, it's awfully easy for some people to say, oh, well, leave it up to the counties. If they have resources, they'll have good schools. If not, too bad. That's wrong. That's wrong. And the, and the courts say that you've got to have adequate and good, good, not just adequate, but good education for every child. And we ought to get about it in North Carolina. We're not there yet. Now, you understand the budget process as well as anyone. You know, what we hear is there just isn't enough resources. I mean, that's when we talk to uh, leadership in the General Assembly today that it's a resource issue. Do you think it's a, do you think it's a resource issue? No. It is not a resource issue. We have the resources in North Carolina. Here's what's happened. In the legislature, they've cut taxes. Some cuts were okay. I, I cut some when I was governor. But we've cut more than we should have in order to have good, if we we're going to have good schools. Uh, second, uh, we have not uh, done all the things that, uh, that we need to do. Uh, and, and uh, we, we have, and, and in fact, the legislature has been putting a lot of money into a rainy day fund. You ought to have an adequate rainy day fund, but you don't need to put five or six hundred million dollars a year into the rainy day fund when the teachers aren't being paid enough and we aren't having, uh, you know, enough classrooms and things like that. That's wrong. We ought to put, put that money into the schools and do whatever it takes to have good schools. Now, you've seen, um I mean, obviously, today's environment is in, in not just North Carolina, but really nationally hyper-partisan. I mean, some would say it's pretty toxic right now. How do we get back um, or get to a place um, where at least education and our children um, is something that we can all sort of agree on as a common goal and work together? It seems like right now uh, we're, we're talking a lot past each other. i tell you what you don't do. You don't give up. If you believe in education, if you believe in children, if you believe in North Carolina's future, you keep pushing to have the resources you need 
to have the good schools you need, to have high standards and help all the kids get there. By the way, I've come, I, I like to say, it's not only economically smart, it's morally necessary. I really believe that if North Carolina is going to be a good state and you can, you know, for all of our religions, and I respect them all, we ought to, to help our children have a good chance in life. I believe God wants that. So we ought to, we ought to scrap, fight for that if we need to, but find people on the other side that share our views and try to get people on each side, if necessary, to to go against their leadership mm -hmm. in order to do the things that we need to do to have good schools. We can do it in North Carolina. Now you've seen, um, we've, there's been quite a few changes as happens when you have changes in, in administrations and in the leadership in the General Assembly. A lot of focus on privatization things in public education, private school vouchers, uh, you know, virtual charter schools, the like. Um, do you, what are your thoughts on sort of this, this move into that area. Is it a good thing? Is it uh, jury still out? What do you think? Uh, Keith, I have strong feelings, as I bet you know. <laughs> First of all, I believe in public schools. It's in our Constitution. It means that every child has a chance and that we're going to see that they get it. So we ought to support strong public schools. Now, there is a place for some charter schools. They're public charter schools, by the way. They're paid for with public funds. I do not support vouchers. I think that our, our public money ought to go to the public schools and the, all the children. Uh, there's a place, of course, for private schools, but I think they ought to be paid for privately. Uh, but in any event, what we, we, ought to have, we ought to have high goals and, and aims for all of our children. And, and having good public schools means that every child is being looked for, looked out for. And, and we're going to work to make sure they all have a good chances, which is, is what Leandro requires us to do. And so I would hope that, that we would commit ourselves, and, and you do it in certain ways, by saying, all right, we're going to have good teacher pay and we'll raise it as much as we need to. All the states around us, by the way, now have higher pay for public school teachers, and we do. That's not right. We ought to be one of the leaders, if not the leader uh, around. Uh, and we ought to do the things that, that are gonna be required for us to be successful uh, in public schools for all of our children, and continue to make sure, by the way, that our schools don't get segregated again. Right. That's beginning to happen in some places, and I'm concerned about it. Um. There's a number of commissions that have, that have been created in the last year. We've got uh, your friend, uh, UNC President Margaret Spellings, is the My, My Future NC. Governor Cooper's got a commission on sound basic education. There's mm -hmm. also a, a couple of significant legislative task forces, including one we're real interested in on education finance. Mm -hmm. All of those things, I mean, if you, you, you touched on a little bit about teacher pay, but if you were looking at those as an opportunity where perhaps we can come together around certain things. What would be your key, uh, your guiding principles that, that all of those, those uh, you know, well-intentioned folks yeah. have uh, toward getting us to where we want to be in education? I think we should say, what is it going to take for North Carolina to be competitive or a best, uh, either the best or very, uh, among the best? And I don't want to just be the best in the South, by the way. Uh, in my last uh, State of the State speech to the legislature, 
I said that North Carolina, I thought at the time, was 10th best in America. I want us to be number one. Now let's keep working toward that kind of goal. Uh, and that's going to require us investing in the schools. Uh, how, what does it take to have good teachers, excellent teachers? What does it take to have good uh, uh, early childhood education? What does it take to have the kind of digital environment that we now need in the schools? The NC State uh, work on that is, is exceptional. So I commend all of these people. Margaret Spelling's a wonderful leader for us. Uh, and uh, uh, the, the, the folks who are working on Leandro now, I'm very proud of all that work. I hope the North Carolinians will pay attention to that. You keep calling attention to it on this program, and then let's, let's have these high goals. Let's be determined that we're going to be among the best in America for our children, for our economic future. North Carolinians, I think, want that, and we should hey, provide the leadership to see that, we, that it happens. We can do it. Well, that sounds like a great way to close up. It sounds like you're still optimistic about, am, about I, North Carolina. I'm optimistic because I know the people of this state. They, they elected me four times as governor. <laughs> but I know who they are, what they are, and I want them to have the best chance that they can possibly have. Thank you for coming on the show today. We appreciate it. After the break, this week's final word. Last week I visited Perry Harrison Elementary School in Chatham County to film a segment for an upcoming show. I met third grade teacher Erin Bokey. You'll meet her soon on the show. She told me how much she loved her job and her kids and that even though she has a master's degree in administration, she can't imagine moving into an administrative job and not being with children in a classroom every day. She talked about how much fun she has every night reviewing her students' work and seeing the progress they are making. Now, she told me all this through a very stuffy nose and a cough, not an uncommon condition for teachers who spend all day in a classroom surrounded by children with every contagious ailment imaginable. But she said she wouldn't change a thing. Well, that's not exactly true. She did say she would change the fact that she has to fundraise and seek grants and set up GoFundMe sites to purchase the Chromebooks that her kids were using on the day I visited. That's the only way the school could afford to have them for those third grade students. Now those students that I met, they were designing and building prosthetic arms and legs for a science project in third grade. Now folks, this is public schooling in North Carolina. It's not an antiquated 100 year old system doing the same old, same old. That's a myth. It's brilliant and dedicated teachers like Aaron who are teaching nine year olds to do online research and work in teams and to problem solve, but it's also teachers cobbling together resources to teach 23rd graders in a mobile classroom. I was so impressed by the teacher and every person I met at that school. They were rightfully proud of their school, and I was impressed by the children. They're why we do this show, and I try to never forget that. That's it for this week's show. We'll be taking a break for the holidays from producing brand new shows. We'll be back in January starting the very first week. So thanks for watching today, and we'll see you in the new year with the very latest happenings in education across North Carolina. Thank you.